When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. It's hard to fake a tornado. That's true. You'd have to, like, tear down your house board by board. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast that re-examines the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister, Jenny, born in 1974. Jen, welcome back from the West Coast. Yeah, and I'm super hungover from being out in my neighborhood during open studios yesterday. We started drinking at like, I don't know, two and ended with margaritas <laughs> at like 10. One of those days. <laughs> yeah. I fun, can't. Though. I can't. I'd be dead. I can't either, apparently. Yeah, I'd be dead. We yeah. we go to this little local cider shop and they have um, essentially wine or cider slushies like in a capri sun bag kind of oh but yeah they we make, have those yeah but they make them with alcohol mm-hmm. like regular alcohol so uh i've been drinking those and man just one of them and i'm like floored you know me i'm such a lightweight <laughs> i could drink like 16 of those no i drink one and i'm done jenny i have some news oh god what is lafia beetle dead no okay timmy told me this and when he told me this i'm like i'm gonna drop this on the air on jenny <laughs> what you know calvin coolidge <laughs> the dead president yes yeah he, ha- he had a son who died from getting a blister wow <laughs> you guys had a riotous sunday at uh at the archers what a time i told timmy i'm like jenny has this weird hypochondria she'll be freaked out about getting a blister now jen died from getting a blister no first of all what that was the 1800s (laughs) like i'm not gonna die from a blister and if i do i'm an idiot sorry for anyone who died from a blister (laughs) if you have anyone that you know that died Okay, like, did he have pre-existing conditions? Like, I feel like nope. a healthy person is nope. not just going to die from a blister. Well, it got infected and he got sick. Right, because it was before penicillin. <laughs> right. Everyone died from everything before penicillin. He was playing tennis and he got a blister on his foot. What's the moral of this story? Don't play tennis. There you go. There yep. you go. 
I thought I was hoping for like you would be freaked out about getting a blister now. You will. It's going to implant no. somewhere in your brain. Aim, we have antibiotics now. <laughs> Jesus. Jenny, today we're looking at Little House on the Prairie, Season 8, Episode 18, Days of Sunshine, Ro- Roads of Rainbows, <laughs> Part 2. I don't know what the hell the title of this is. Do you have a description? I have. Do you know what I have at the top of my notes? Little House what? Days of Thunder Part 2. <laughs> the Malick, Terrence Malick film now. I keep calling it Days of Thunder. I don't know. Uh, no, no, wait. Days of well, Thunder's with Tom Cruise and he's the uh, race car driver. What am I Please. thinking of? Days of Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> really different than Days of Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that like racing one, Days of Thunder, right? Yes. I'm thinking of like Days of Heaven, which is the Terrence Malick like 35 millimeter shot. Like no. beautiful Tom Cr- Days of Thunder. Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Maybe Ed Harris. Sure. Okay. The arrival of their first child should be a beautiful time for Laura, but is tainted by Almanzo's increasingly bitter attitude, <laughs> as well as the possibility that Laura and Almanzo might lose their first home. Frustration meets with anger as Laura feels that her marriage is slipping away. Jenny, did you like this part better than the first one? Yes. Oh, yes. We had, we had extreme weather. We had extreme weather. weather. Things things happened. I feel like the plot moved along. I was really happy too. I'm I'm really there's parts where I really rage about some of the decisions that are being made here. Oh yeah. But yeah. Um overall, you know, it delivered. It really did. It was, okay. it was so better than the first part was garbage. So we get a super long recap. And and again, I don't know why that first part was an hour and or two hours. It didn't need to be. So here's how I watched this yesterday. I came home at like, I don't know, 11 maybe. Passed oh, out no. for like an hour and a half. No, two hours. And then got up and watched this. <laughs> like 2.30 oh, in the morning. Because then I was wide awake because I'm like doing this like West Coast jet lag thing. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. I sleep and wake at weird times. And I watched I this it. and there was six minutes of recap of this dumbass. Because it was mostly mm-hmm. manly recap. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Jen, he was like, I can't blow. Can't blow. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we open on reverse Lafayette Beetle looking very regal in the the chariot. Was that when he was sitting with Charles? And Charles had to like basically, like was that dog drugged? Like Charles had to like push it off to the side. Because because somebody told him to stay and he stays because he's a good dog. No, he's not. Charles is heading out to pull up some hay at some guy Ed's farm. And Eliza Jane is showing the house. So Laura comes on over because she's like, I got to get out there. Eliza Jane's in there. Eliza Jane really became a villain. Oh, my God. What is she doing? <laughs> like later, she's like a specter that just appears. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's weird. She all Laura says, uh, hey, Pa, Almanzo will not be meeting you at the hay gathering now you know what they mean by putting up the hay right it's when they gather all the hay from the fields they put in those big round things now they do but they used to put them in haystacks okay okay did they have to look for needles in those haystacks no so charles heads off and carolyn and laura head in the house for some tea and laura okay i just want to say something we don't see laura pull up we see laura walk up so laura has walked up carrying her baby from wherever Tells them, oh, by the way, Almanzo won't be going. And then goes to leave. Like, she was just walking all the way over. Life was hard. Wow. Yeah. Life was 
harsh. Marilyn's like in full grandma mode, though. Oh, she really is. And yeah. so is Pa. They're like yeah. loving on this grandchild. At the Wilder's Gen, Eliza Jane is no realtor. She is no, no realtor. And she's like, as you can see, this house is sturdy and there's room for expansion. And <laughs> I wrote, do you remember mom and dad used to say this all the time? Almanzo is looking on with fr- Friday guys. Do you remember <laughs> Friday guys? <laughs> Did that start with a cat? I feel like that started with a cat. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But we used to say that all the time, guys. Friday yeah. guys. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> and so he's he's in his chair. He's moping. He's got Friday guys open. <laughs> and the prospective buyers could give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, we're work. leaving. Goodbye. And Eliza Jane's like, I think that went really well. She is horrific in this episode. This is the last episode she ever stars in. I say, good day, sir. Good day to you. All right, so Almanzo now wants Eliza Jane to take him to Ed's to watch the hay being put up, and she argues at first, but he's like, I can watch, can't I? That's all I could do. Hey, everyone, I'm passive aggressive. <laughs> first of all, I feel like hay watching the hay get put up sounds like a drinking event to me. Yeah, same. Same. Yeah. Like a haymaker or something. Like they're just going to sit there and drink and watch hay get stacked up. Yes, they are. So now Laura heads home and that goddamn cat is there again. This and she cat. feeds she feeds him and Jen, she decides to name him and what does she name him? Cat? Well, she calls him cat later. That's what but she's at calling first, him. At first she's like, I should name you Hungry. Ew. This and is I said dumb. to myself, if she names this cat Hungry, I'm turning off the television like, like my house on fire. what was Landon doing? Was he giving like some of the kids on the set like a chance to write? <laughs> The cat scenes, right? It feels like, that's what it feels like. Like, hey, Jason Bateman. Actually, Jason Bateman would have written a better scene than this. A hundred percent. At like eight years old. All right. So all of a sudden, Jen, we hear the wind whipping up and I'm getting all excited. And then we see a tornado. tornado. And we see it. We see the funnel cloud. Were you excited? And and it's okay, right? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, it's not what I want. (laughs) It's it's enough to make you be like, oh, she's got to get in that basement. It's on par with Wizard of Oz. Yeah, sure. Not much better. Not much better. Didn't the Wizard of Oz tornado like pick up the entire house and like spin it around? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like and the house was like this big in the tornado? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know there's no tornado on earth like that. So Laura grabs the baby and she makes it to the cellar. Now, in a real, real, real weird move, she leaves the baby, infant, infant, what, a week old? Yeah. Leaves it alone in the basement to go get the cat. Jen? No. Cat dies. Sorry. I mean, I'm not a parent, but I feel like, yeah, you probably stay with the baby. You stay with the baby. Because here's what's going on in my head. Anything could happen, Right. She could not make it back to that basement. That's number one thing that could happen and does happen. She could not make it back to that basement. If she does not make it back to the basement, could something happen to the baby? A hundred percent. Could the baby be stranded down there because nobody knows where it is? So I have, did houses have basements? (laughs) 
Well, they no, have like a root cellar. No, don't go back for the cat. Wow, really? You're going to orphan your child over a random cat? Yeah. This is like the blind school fire all over again. I know. It really is. Do we not know how to protect our children, people? Nope. I mean, it's pretty simple. Don't put the baby down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Seriously. But they put oh the, my yeah, God. remember the fire? They put the baby down, like ran they out They put the, the baby down. What they are you put... doing? The house is on fire. Yeah. Now she's putting the baby in the cellar and putting the baby down and walking away. Yeah. Yep. So imagine this. She gets picked up and carried by this tornado, which happens. Yeah, that happens. And Manly comes over. He doesn't see Laura anywhere. He wheels over. Where's Laura? <laughs> and she's not there. He yeah. has no idea that baby's in the basement. Nope. The house is completely destroyed and possibly even on top of the doors to get into the basement. I think it is. He has no he has no idea that baby could starve to death. Yep. Totally irresponsible. I mean, I would just throw myself in front of that tornado for my kids. This is ridiculous. <laughs> she made me throw herself in front of a tornado. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so what do you think throwing yourself in front of the tornado is going to do for your kids? I don't know. I don't okay. know. All right. All right, so on her way back, of course she gets knocked out, and the cat escapes anyway, and I just wrote, awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Good job, Laura. The next day, we see Doc at the little house, and he's giving Laura an ocular examination. Yep, as usual. And he says she's suffering from shock, and she doesn't remember much, but he thinks she'll be fine. (laughs) I think he means she's shocked, because shock is a condition. Yes. And she's clearly not in shock. Right, right. (laughs) So she's asking about the house. He goes, she's asking about the house. I don't know what to do. And Charles is like, "Uh, meet. We're just gonna. We're just gonna tell her like a few things are broken. Like we can't." Is it manly that says the house is firewood? Or did I write that? Oh no, I have it. So Doc goes. Is there any chance of rebuilding? And Elmo, who's like in the forefront of the scene of the frame, (laughs) just goes. The house is gone. It's firewood. <laughs> Everybody else is like, oh. Uh. Um. <laughs> and Doc goes, I'm sorry things are so dark right now. Now, I have a little note here, Jenny, that the real Almanzo and Laura Wilder contracted diphtheria. We talked about this. Yes. In 1888. Yep. Then in, ni- in 1889, so a year later, Laura gave birth to a son who died two weeks later. Uh-huh. And in the same month, they lost their house to a fire and all of their crops to drought. Wow. So, like, they had a really shitty life in real life. <laughs> and so I'm starting to think maybe some of this is, is real. But didn't that happen to everyone? Why are you chewing? <laughs> I eat my bagels. All right. Um, we get bad reviews because I take a sip of coffee. How okay. are they going to react when you're chewing a bagel? All right, I'm done. I mean, didn't that happen to everybody, though, at this time? Wasn't everybody's yeah, life like well, this? Well, like, I read the Wikipedia entry, you know, doing my research over here. Okay. She just had a real, they had a real shitty life. And it didn't get better until, like, Almanzo's parents swooped in and gave them a deed to a house. And then they started to turn things around. Okay. So, I don't know. Doc says, I'm sorry things are so dark right now, Almanzo. And Almanzo wheels out in a huff to go get some fresh air. He wheels out huff. Laura jumps awake while he's outside and she's like, oh my God, I had a dream that something happened to the baby, the one I ditched in the cellar. 
<laughs> and Laura asks about the house and Paul's like, it's fine. We're here. There's just a few broken windows. You just need to get better. And I just wrote, Jenny, please do this. Anyone listening, Timmy, Jenny, mom, please do this to me in a, in a tragic event. Just lie to me. Just lie to me. Just lie to me and let me think everything's fine. <laughs> My house gets destroyed by a tornado. Just don't even tell me. Let me yeah. just have a few blissful weeks of respite at Paw and Carolyn's. All right. You got it. Okay. So now Carolyn's at work and Eliza Jane comes in to say hi and to ask how Laura is, but you know, whatever. Carolyn says, Almanzo and Charles are bunking in the drama barn, Jen. Oh God. Can you imagine? Could you imagine? No. Not only do you have to sleep in a fucking barn, but this idiot is your roommate. <laughs> Eliza Jane says, it'll be so much better when we move, but it will suck now that I have to sell the land with the house without a house on it. Oh my yes. God. Yeah. Yeah, that that depreciates the value, I <laughs> yeah, think. By a lot. But here's a pile of lumber versus a house. <laughs> Carolyn's like Oh, you're you're still planning on moving? And she's like, of course we are. I mean, to be fair, if there was ever a time to move, it's now. <laughs> Now's it. You have to so move somewhere. Now we see Liza Jane coming over to, to see Manly because Manly has requested her presence, Jen. And the Ingles are on their way to town. And so like they're getting ready to go for the day. And she sees Albert and she's like, hey, Albert, if I'm not at school in time, will you be the narc, the class narc for me? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'll be the class narc. So Liza Jane walks in and things are real tense inside. <laughs> <laughs> Laura's like sitting at the table with her arms folded and Manly's like staring out the window with just this fucking look on his face. I just want to kick him in the teeth. Right? Yeah. yeah he's he insufferable. So Elmanza wants to see Liza Jane down by the lake and Laura freaks she flips out. out and i don't blame her no jen at the lake manly's telling eliza jane he does not want to go to minneapolis because he has no money to move and no house to sell so what's his plan jen what is he's he gonna want, die <laughs> That's his plan. he's like a totally fine like 30 year old and he thinks he's just gonna die he's like she's like what are you gonna do he goes die and she's like <laughs> Oh my god, what? And he's like, fucking I'm dramatic. praying for it every day. I'm like, you motherfucker. Oh, fucking idiot. There he are kids child. who are there are kids who are born sick or God forbid have some kind of disease and you're taking your health for granted, you asshole. Like I was this makes me enraged. <laughs> I'm enraged at him. <laughs> are you in the rage corner? I'm not quite. So I just <laughs> this is literally what I have. Wah 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 wah. Okay. <laughs> So back at the house, Laura is venting to Grace. Grace has like the scene here. I feel like Grace is like big sis is losing it, like losing her mind. <laughs> like I'm Grace, along for the ride. Fuck. Grace is like, I'm witnessing a meltdown. So Laura's venting and she's like, you know what? I'm not going to let Elmanzo and his sister decide my life. I love my home. I love my school and I'm not going anywhere. Come on, Grace. Let's go clean up my house. Oh, fuck. Grace and is they're, like, liter they're literally walking towards the house. And you tell me you can't see that the house is gone. Yeah, like you know, literally right? turn the corner in the front yard and then you see it. Yeah. Like it's a two story house. You'd be able to see it from the horizon pretty far back. Yep. Anyway, she's like, 
Uh, or I wrote Grace is like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So Laura walks over and she's like, Pa said there was a few broken windows. What the hell? And she starts mm. smashing shit. Yeah, because that's helpful. Why don't we break the panes of glass that somehow didn't break? Yeah, that that was right? weird. I caught that. So back at the little house, Manly, Mom, Pa are there. And they're like, maybe we should have told you, but we were worried about how you would take it. And Laura's like, everything is gone. I've lost everything. And this motherfucker has the balls to say, why are you being so negative, Beth? <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, you saved our baby girl's life. You're still here. Like, in other words, why are you being so negative? Right. He literally just told his sister, I'm going to die. That's my plan. (laughs) My plan is to die. And Laura's like, we have a baby and a cat and a plate and now no plate because she smashes the plate. (laughs) Okay. This is another thing. She smashes the heirloom. That Carolyn's mother I gave to Carolyn. I would her in the face if I was Carolyn. Do, do you know what I would have done? Let me put it this way. I have a mirror in my house. It is the first thing that Graham ever bought with her very first paycheck when she was 16 years old. She bought it as a gift for her mother as a thank you gift to her mother for letting her quit school. Wow. And I have it hanging in my bedroom and someday I will give it to the girls. If they smashed it, I would smash their teeth yeah, out. there would be a big That's what I would do. <laughs> Carolyn Could just kind of stands there. No. I'm and so these mad. are times where, like, you didn't have a lot of things Stuff. from your family. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like, look at Charles has dragged her all over God's creation. You think she was hauling that bread plate everywhere? She was. You think it was in the was, breakdown shoddy? And she was hauling the, I think they have that, like, porcelain doll that's on the mantle. And that's it. Yeah, I'm shocked Laura didn't grab that and smash it. (laughs) So at the Wilder's demolished house, Manly's out there pouting and Pa's pushing him around when he spies the geranium. And he says that it grew in spite of him, not because of him, and that he overtended it. And you know what, Jen? It's all Liza Jane and Laura's fault that he didn't get out of his chair. Yeah, of course it is. And if they just left him alone, that's all he needed. Yeah, that's all he needed, was to not be waited on hand and foot. <laughs> it's like I hate him so much. <laughs> so now he has a plan, Jen. He's going to heal and he's going to rebuild a house for Laura. But he doesn't want to tell her. He's going to like let her live in this depressive state. <laughs> yeah, in this horrible state for a, For like quite a while. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Charles, will you help me? And Paul's like, help you? What the fuck do you think, dude? Of course. Like, just... Say the word on there. Yeah, of course. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. 
Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. In the drama barn that night, Pa builds Manly two rails to help him learn to walk. And we get get a lot of uncomfortable moaning and groaning from Alfonso. I just want to like stab a ice pick through my ears. Why doesn't Pa scream at him like Doc did? <laughs> Come on, you could do it. <laughs> Try Get harder. your ass walking, you pussy. <laughs> so he does walk a little bit, and there's the thing. Okay, now at the mill, it's a it's a couple days later, maybe a few weeks. Doc stops by, and he has. Nerve tonic for Laura. Nerve tonic sounds fun. Woo, that sounds interesting. So he's like, this should get her back on her feet. I'm like, yeah, it probably <laughs> yeah. has tons of speed in Woo. it. <laughs> so then he's like, how's Almanzo? And Charles says, he's working super hard and I'm making him a cane and I've never seen anyone so devoted, but Laura's still so depressed she needs nerve tonic because we're not letting her in on this good news. Right. What the fuck? Hey, everybody. I'm watching Charles build my house. Say it. (laughs) Hey, everybody. I'm watching Charles build my house. I'm watching (laughs) Charles build his house. Let me put it that way. So real quick, we have a real short scene where Carolyn finds out that he's walking. So now she's in on it. Then we get a montage of Charles sawing and raising the frame of the house. And I just wrote, yes, please. More of this, please. Can more, we discuss more, that more. I feel like he's sawing right towards his leg? Did Can you have Timmy take a look at that? I feel like that's dangerous. You can saw towards your leg. But it's like, you should saw so like the saw would go alongside your leg. Like, it looks like he's sawing like right into his leg, basically. I'll have to have Timmy examine the scene. Okay. <laughs> Although, as we saw from yesterday's photo, he's no oh, safety expert. He's no safety expert. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So... Now we see Eliza Jane, and uh, again, she is just like, when she comes on screen, I just wince. Like, oh, what what are they going to make her do now? She stops by Town Gossip Miss Foster's little post office, and Miss Foster's like, I was just looking for you. You got a letter. Jen, someone is offering Manly a sit-down job in Minneapolis. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She runs over to Carolyn's to tell her, and she's like, I've come to walk home with you. And Carolyn's like, uh, 
well, <laughs> something you should know. They're actually working. They're rebuilding the house. Carolyn spills the beans. So now we get this short scene with Charles and um, Fuckface. And they're over at the house <laughs> and the framing is up. And there's a beautiful stone fireplace that Pa totally built behind him. But let me tell you something. It would take weeks to do that. To gather the stone, I, the, to round no, them. No, that, that was already there. That's the only thing left standing. Oh, probably. that kept standing. Oh, maybe. The stone wall kept okay. down. Okay. So. All right. So they're sitting there. No, no, Jenny. That's not true. Because remember later they pan over at the end to the house is still in rubble over across the yard with the geranium growing in it. So they just built a new house next to it? Yes. And built a stone fireplace. Yes. No. Nope. No. Yes. Look at the end. No, but that that's I mean, no, like that can't be true. No, like, that can't be true. Right. <laughs> it would take him a long time to build to stone Mesa in a fireplace in there. Yes. 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 Okay. So Eliza John Eliza John. Eliza Jane like stomps over. Oh, so before that, Pa and Manly are talking, and Manly's all of a sudden like, hey everybody, I just want to live all of a sudden. Like all of a sudden he loves life. Didn't he what collapse, I, though? I have manly collapses a la Stations of the Cross. He did collapse a little bit. Do you remember when we were in catechism, they would make us relive the Stations of the Cross? It was the Holy Thursday Mass. Yeah, and they would yeah. have kids doing it. Yeah, you do a play of, of the Passion of the Christ, which is the Stations of the Cross. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So Eliza Jane shows up, and she's like what's going on here and she demands to know what's happening he explains and charles but charles butts in okay i have this this verbatim here okay he's like eliza jane look he doesn't want to spend the rest of his life in a chair and eliza jane says it's not my doing that he's in that chair and charles goes isn't it and then he just lets it sit there for like five seconds. And I, I literally, I was in the kitchen because I watched this twice. I watch like once when I'm doing other things. And then I watch once to take notes. So as I'm watching, I literally turned around and went, whoa. <laughs> so he's like, isn't it? Long silence. Long silence. And then he goes, seems to me like when you were doing everything for him, he had no reason to get out of it. These Ooh. ungrateful younger siblings. <laughs> like she literally got him a job, is going to move him to a new house, nursed him back to no, health. And no, he's like, no. this is your fault. That She's I just can't trying do to control anything. him. She's this, just trying to control him. This is mm -mm. your fault that I can't mm -mm. do anything in my life. She's using him as a pawn. She's trying to control okay, him yeah. to fill mm -hmm. some need that he's she has. such a pawn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did I tell you the other day we realized that... So there's four people in my family, me and Timmy and the girls. Me, Timmy, and Penelope are all younger siblings. Samantha is the only one who's an older sibling in our house. First of all, Samantha's an older sibling by like a minute. But she has older sibling energy. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and Penelope asked what I meant by that. And I was like, well, she scorches you. And Penelope's like, oh, yes. Oh, God. Oh, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everything that, that everything that's wrong with Penelope's life can be traced back to Samantha. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Okay. So Alonzo basically tells Eliza Jean, like, look, I want to make my own decisions. Oh, and by BT dubs, I can walk. And he gets up and starts walking. <laughs> 
Now, Jenny, instead of being like, I'm so thrilled for you, she yes. runs away screaming, no, and huffs <laughs> off. <laughs> no, he can walk and manage his own life again. I feel like that would be your response. No. You would be like, oh, shit. Something I, good is happening I would push her. you down the hill a la Nelly style. Oh, you would try to like, you would have the yeah. Doc Baker approach screaming yeah. at me to walk. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So now they decide to show Laura the house. So they've, Jen, they've concocted a ruse. <laughs> of course. Carolyn is going to take Laura to Doc Baker's and Laura is like complaining the whole way. Why do I have to go to Doc Baker's? Why can't he come here? I'm thinking because he's an idiot. Right. So they're taking all 75 kids with them. So I'm like Carolyn and her six kids. And Mm -hmm. literally they're six kids. I was like being, I was exaggerating. No, no, no. I put 74. (laughs) So Laura's like, I don't want to go. And Carolyn's like, I'm just taking you to Doc Baker's. Not like I'm taking you to Timbuktu. I so that, okay. On Timbuktu. You know what? Oh. That phrase caught my attention. Because I was like, that's not a phrase that's probably common at that time. It probably isn't. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I though. thought that was weird. <clears throat> Timbuktu is a city in Mali. So that's uh, it's about 12 miles north of the Niger River. Niger River. So that's uh, West Africa. Okay. Timbuktu was a regional trade center in medieval times when caravans met to exchange salt from the Sahara de- Desert for gold, ivory, and slaves. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, God. The population, we got that out. I mean, it was true, but the population uh, swelled from 10,000 in the 13th century to about 50,000 in the 16th century after the establishment of a major Islamic university, the University oh, okay. of Timbuktu. Okay. which attracted scholars from throughout the Muslim world. Because much of the gold in Europe in the 17th and 18th centuries came from Timbuktu, the city had long been considered a mysterious hidden place. This association huh. remains with modern Europeans in North America. A 2006 survey of 150 Britons found 34% did not believe the town existed, while the other 66% considered a mythical place. It's oh, just wow. a city. Okay. This perception had been acknowledged in literature describing African-American history and African-European relations. In popular Western culture, Timbuktu is often considered a faraway place. The origins of this mystification lies in the excitement brought to Europe by the legendary tales, especially those told by Leo Africanus in his description of Africa. Arabic sources focus mainly on more affluent cities in the Timbuktu region, such as Gao and Walata. I don't know hmm. if I'm saying those right. In West Africa, the city holds an I image know. that has been compared to Europe's, Europeans, Europe's view on Athens. Well, that's hmm. interesting. So yeah, that do we think that maybe the lore was so pervasive that it would have made its way to... <laughs> the, the So now many travelers acknowledge the unshifting description of the African El Dorado. This... Huh. D- this development shifted the city's reputation from being fabled because of its gold to being fabled because of its location and mystery. Being used in this sense since 1863 in, your, in English dictionaries, it now uh, Timbuktu is, a metaf- is cited as a metaphor for any faraway place. So do we think that they would have used this phrase? I feel like, no, I, it says since 1863. It was in the dictionary. Maybe. Well, we know that Charles is an avid reader. 
Yeah, so maybe. So. I didn't realize okay. that the reference was that old. Me either. It really stuck out to me when I heard it. Yeah. Okay, Jenny. So they take a turn. They're driving down the road and they take a turn towards Laura's house. And she's like, why are we going this way? And Carolyn's like, oh, the other road's a mess. This is a smoother way. She's like, why are you torturing me? <laughs> and she's like, mom, I don't want to see my house again. And Carolyn's like, if you can't bear to see your house, close your eyes. So then they pull up and Laura sees the frame of the house. Oh, God. And this idiot sitting in his chair <laughs> in the middle of it. Can we discuss how small this house is? It's literally like the size of a closet. So, you know, that would go for $500,000 in New York City true but it's literally i put 200 square feet can't be bigger than that no how are they gonna live in this house aim i don't know why you asking me look at what they live in they live in the little house is like there's like 10 people in there i think the little house is bigger it's definitely bigger but there's 10 people in it yeah i don't know what's going on here anyway so she gets out of the wagon and she's like crying and she goes to walk towards the house and he's like stay there and then he gets up and he walks towards her it's all i remembered this from originally seeing it one small step for manly <laughs> one giant leap for manly kind one uh giant step backwards for all mankind <laughs> <laughs> he says i'm building you a house it's small and we'll all be living in one room and we have no water pump, and we're going to be poor. We're going to be downright poor. Downright poor. But the farmer's almanac is predicting a good year. And she's like, well, if the almanac says it. The almanac's a thing. The almanac a was thing. a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a thing even when we were kids. Yeah. That was a thing. So he's like, it's kind of like we're right back at the beginning, but the land is ours and no one could take it. Jen, I have my hand raised. Is the land yours? I have my hand raised. <laughs> So does your mortgage just go away when your house is destroyed? I guess so, right? Like I it guess. is now when you have house insurance. Yeah. Like you would have to pay the mortgage off with your insurance money. But do you have house it, insurance, Sam? Of course I have home insurance. Is it home insurance? It's homeowner's insurance. Whatever. House but insurance. Like, but <laughs> but house insurance. they don't have homeowner's insurance, clearly. Well, maybe when your house got wiped out, then your mortgage is canceled. No, because people would be lighting their fucking houses on fire left and right. Maybe fires didn't count. Maybe it had to be a tornado. It's hard to fake a tornado. Maybe. That's true. You'd have to like tear down your house board by board. <laughs> and put it in a pile. <laughs> I don't know. I just find it odd. And what about all the money Charles put put out? Like he still has a lien against his house for this. Yeah. Where's true. that? Manly still owes money on the horses. Where are they? Yep. Because the barn is in perfect condition right behind them. Well, that's how so, tornadoes operate, though. Right. No, no. I'm just saying. So the horses obviously survived. So he okay. still owes on them. All right. I, I don't know. This is not making much sense. <laughs> um, then he hugs her and says, welcome home, Beth. Sorry I let you suffer for three months in yeah. a depressive suicidal state. But, you know. <laughs> right. So then, Jen, this gets even weirder when they have dinner in the house full-on dinner where'd full they cook dinner this? with with carolyn's fried chicken where'd they cook this can we talk about fried it? chicken okay let's talk about fried chicken how good is carolyn's fried chicken <laughs> i don't know i've never had it 
How good is it? Probably. <laughs> and there were mashed potatoes. I spotted mashed potatoes. So she cooked all this at her house and then they put it in a wagon and took it over here? And wasn't Laura like, why are we bringing dinner to Doc Baker's? Well, oh, did she have it with her? I think she had it with her. Yeah, there's no way you're hiding that. And those this kids in the so back, what they would have eaten it. They would have eaten it. <laughs> you're telling me, no offense, Albert, wouldn't be digging into that yeah, fried 100%, 100%. chicken. 100%. Because we know from set insiders, from reports, that it's really KFC. Ooh. So you're telling me the actor who plays No Offense Albert isn't digging into that KFC yeah, while they're shooting this scene. 100%. <laughs> and those biscuits. Yeah. All right, Jenny. So at the end, uh, the specter of Eliza Jane appears. Think Like nobody even <laughs> sees her coming. She just shows like, poof. And uh, she says, look, I've been a dick bag. I yeah. should have been grateful yep. that Manly could walk. I should have been a better sister. But you know how older sisters are? We're evil. We don't and know how just, to have our own We have way. to take on the burden of a parent, practically. We're we're just evil and spinsters no and bitter. <laughs> and we, I was jealous of you. Okay. So, <laughs> so then they're like, come on, sit down. So they sit down. I was jealous and- of you and your bombed out house and no hope. <laughs> And your and your death wish. <laughs> I was jealous of you sitting there wishing for death. <laughs> yep. So then Paul's like, we need an extra plate, and Carolyn whips out the bread plate. Now, Jenny. Okay. How did I, this happen? Because I looked up super glue, wasn't around till 1963. How did Carolyn fix glass? <laughs> no, it didn't happen. I don't see a foundry. It didn't yeah. happen. It no. didn't happen. I can't, How is that? They don't even try to explain how that dish is put back together. There's no way it could be. The only chance you have of putting that back together is super glue. That's, that's it. That's yeah. the only chance. I, whatever. So then we have a closing zoom in on the geranium. And that's it. And that's the last we will ever see the specter of Eliza Jane again. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. She needs to go wherever Mary and Adam are stored. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Westworld. They're stored in the basement. They're wound down and put in the basement. All right, Jenny. So whose fault is this? This is the cat's fault. Hmm. It's a black cat and it's clearly cursed. (laughs) You know who I'm triggering with that. Okay. I don't really believe that. I'm just triggering our friend Jen who has three black cats. Black cats are lovely. Adopt mm-hmm, black cats. Mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. very nice and mm-hmm. they're not cursed. But I, I just want to trigger Jen. Jenny, next time you go away, you're going to come home, find your whole apartment filled with black cats and pit bulls because they're all lovely and should be adopted by everyone. <laughs> Why pit bulls? I never said anything <laughs> bad about pit bulls. Because they get falsely maligned as well. Yeah, no, that's true. So let's adopt all the pets that we don't think other but, people okay, want to. But like... Black cats? Like, are, are we maligning black cats because of something in the, like, 1300s? Like, serious people. Oh, 1600s. Who knows? Like, this is ridiculous. Jenny, like, coming out thing... in defense of something that's viewed to be satanic. Hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I mean, black cats are cute. I My friend has a How black brave. cat. Jen has three black cats. How brave of you, Jenny. <laughs> They're not satanic. Taking a stand on black and, cats. How brave. And, and if they are satanic don't you want that satanic thing on your side <laughs> true true yeah. yes 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 
All right, Jenny, at the end of every episode, we look back on theme or a lesson, something we took from the rewatch or the original. <laughs> Think about how it affected us as adults. We call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. Jenny, what is your why for I this? I know I've, I've seen this before. And I, like, I know I've said this why before, but I'm going to say it again. This is always why we thought we'd get Little House. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not I that mean, you can't walk and you're broke, but like now there's a tornado <laughs> too. Like, when is the fire at Carolyn's? That's like next week. Like, it's well, and just then we, insanity. Then we find out this really happened to Laura Ingalls Wilder. Like, <laughs> she was question, little housed. I know, but my question is is it that they just had all this bad luck, or is it that everyone's lives are like this on the prairie in the 1800s? I feel like people's lives were. Overall, the frontier shitty. was tough. Yeah, it's tough. Living. I mean, yeah, it was tough. I mean, I think people who grew up in the 30s had shitty lives, let alone in the 1850s. Yeah, the 1850s when you had to like do laundry with your hands. Yeah, yeah. Like I in feel like 90- you were just happy if your kids lived. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and, and a lot of times they didn't. So right. yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, it's just, was, the stakes I never would have made it. I never no. would have made it. The stakes no. were different. It was just a harder life. The stakes were different. I have, and I know I've had this why before. This is why parenting is so hard. It never ends. Carolyn and Charles not only have to parent their own 74 children, but now they have to take on the drama of parenting this man child who is terrorizing their daughter. And I, I don't know. It's just annoying to me how they're still having to parent these children yeah it's ridiculous it's ridiculous in those days like they should be you know what i mean like you parented your kids till they could like feed themselves and then that was it that was the payoff yeah 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 and like charles has to be in charge of manly and try to get him to be emotionally regulated and carolyn's like (laughs) nursing laura back to health who's like clinging to life and sanity like Carolyn and Charles didn't have that. Where were their parents there nursing them back to health? And yeah, they, they weren't around. They didn't have that. They just mm-hmm. had to deal with it themselves. Well, Paul so, could deal with anything. So is this generation of parents helicopter parents? Like are, are, <laughs> are Charles and Carolyn helicopter parents? Uh, I don't know if they would be helicopter parents. Maybe what would be something that would hover that was invented? A dragonfly? There you go. They're dragonfly parents. Because <laughs> they didn't have helicopters then. All right, Jenny, why don't you tell everyone what's coming up next? And I have a bomb to drop on you about the next episode. But go ahead and read the description, and then I will drop the big bomb. Season 8, episode 19, A Promise to Keep. Mr. Edwards returns to Walnut Grove. Woo! Whoa! Harboring some disturbing secrets. Namely, <laughs> that his marriage was ruined because of his alcoholism. Was that really a secret? His inability to stay off the bottle nearly destroys his church friendship with Charles. Can't wait. When he accidentally kills Albert. What? Wait, <laughs> nearly wait. kills Albert. Nearly oh! kills <laughs> Okay, I'm like, what? Wow. Jenny, they recast Grace, his wife. Oh, really? And I think they recast a couple of his kids, too. Oh, not Charles. Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr., I think so. No. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So be prepared because so, so you're did you see like complete strangers of Carl's Jr. or did you like the institution of Carl's Jr.? <laughs> I don't think you can have the institution of Carl's Jr. without that actor. 
I think him with this little bowl haircut, oh looking up God. at those strippers on the balcony. I'll never forget that day. <laughs> All right, Jenny. Um, anything else? No, I got to go. Okay. Guys, if you haven't already, check out our Patreon, where for $5 a month, you can help support the show and you get Amy's Variety Hour. Gross. And you get two bonus episodes a month for your five bucks. So go ahead and click the link in the show notes if you're interested in that and sign up for our Facebook group where we have fun and we talk about things like cottage cheese and applesauce. All right. So thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry so if you're like me and you're drinking water all day then try splash refresher it's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you acast powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend the Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.